Sometimes I think you're a dream Oh, and you work out what you have to do You can always turn the goods out Always turn the goods out We can depend upon you ah, Clicking the day Flashing the night Your computer is shining brightly Some people say you've a mind of your own And I think that's very likely Likely Hello and welcome to Shiv Sings No, to Claptrap with... Shiv Mika. As you can tell, <laughs> Shiv's never watched the programme before. I've never seen Bertha before. She's never seen Bertha and she does, she hates it. No, what is that about? She can't, she's not giddy nope. after watching Bertha by any means. <laughs> so giddy that she's like me pom-pomming last week. Oh, so Welcome yes. to Claptrap Podcast. Yes, welcome Cathy, Cathy Manson if I'm not much mistaken. My name is indeed Cathy, Cathy Manson, <laughs> yes. Cathy, Cathy Manson. Yes, my and name me- is Manson. Kathy Manson. Kathy, Kathy Manson. And your name is Mika. Siobhan, Siobhan Mika. Yes, Shiv Siobhan, Siobhan, Shiv Siobhan, Davina Mika. Yes, definitely. But don't use my middle name, not unless you want to. Yeah, don't use the fifth Siobhan. No, don't use the fifth Siobhan. <laughs> or, or else. Yeah, unless you're just trying to pose as me and fraudulently get a passport in my name. I hope not. That would be awful. Do you know how many Siobhan Mikas there are in the world? One. One. Yes. You're sitting right next to it. Yours truly. That's me. Oh, hang on, no, I'm I'm yours truly. No, I'm getting that wrong. You say yours truly, meaning you. Yours truly. There, we'll see. We'll cut that out. We'll, we'll make that work flow. We'll do, make that flow. I'll edit Like this. the character flow in Bertha. I don't do a lot of editing, do I? Uh, I could do. I could do more. I don't think it's required because it's perfection. To be honest, it's a bit like Phil Collins and his rule on jackets. Not required. No jacket required. No. And in fact, I don't think I have ever seen Phil Collins in a jacket. Uh, or maybe in Buster, he wore a tuxedo. He did wear a, a, a... Yeah. But wasn't he also sort of... I've got a recollection in Buster that he was a bit more kind of like Miami Vice style linen jacket sort of thing in the video. Ship, I think you're referring to the time when Phil Collins was in an episode of Miami Vice. I am referring to that time <laughs> indeed. I knew my head was taking me somewhere dark and dirty. And of course, um, on a tangent, I do an improvised comedy duo called Miami Twice. Yes. So as part of my research, I watched the Phil Collins cameo. Did you? You'll never guess the character he played. Did he play a struggling drummer from a prog band? You're wrong. He did play a cheeky cockney, though. Did he? Yes, yes, indeed. Oh. A bit like the character in Buster, which I assume came out at a similar time. So this is a controversial opinion. Oh, God, where's this going? There'll be controversial things later, by the way. I don't hate Phil Collins. And there's a lots of things that he's done, like, you know, divorcing woman by fax, etc, etc, etc. That is unforgivable. There's lots of things that are really bad about him. I, 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 I don't hate him. I've got a bit of a soft spot for his tunage. Well, what's your full, opinion? Full disclosure, Shiv and I's favourite karaoke <sighs> track is Easy Lover. Phillips Squared. Yeah, we two have dis- fills. We have discussed this before, and I think you didn't believe me when I said that Philip Bailey was famous, and you just from thought, Earth, Wind and Fire. Yeah, you just thought Collins was the one lending his name to this poor little up and coming Phil, and I was like, uh, 
I know. I mean, talk about embarrassing there. was embarrassing. And I actually, really let myself down. And Phil Bailey there. Yeah. I'd like to take this opportunity to apologise to Phil Bailey, singer of Earth, Wind and Fire, and extremely well known prior to the Phil Collins hookup. And I would also like to uh, remind listeners that I think I googled before that uh, Phil Bailey... Uh, Phil Bailey's album was called Chinese Democracy. How hilarious that was. Oh dear, contradiction in terms there, Phil. Mm -hmm. Anyway, welcome indeed, uh, listeners, young and old and anywhere betwixt those two brackets. I also have a Genesis song on heavy rotation on my phone. Oh, can I try and guess which one? Yes. Okay, a Genesis song on heavy rotation. Um, It's not going to be Jesus, he knows me. It's going to, it is, no. See, I I like, I do like a Genesis song and it would be on heavy rotation on my playlist. So I'm going to throw it out there. Turn it on again. Oh, what is it? I can't remember the name of it now. I have to look it up. That, do some filling. That do some worked, filling. filling. That, uh, that little um, sidebar would have worked better if you were a bit more prepared. Well, the trouble is, Shiv, none of this is scripted. So I this didn't know true. we were going to, when we were talking about Bertha, I didn't know Phil Collins What I quite up. like about the song Turn It On Again is there's an audible counting. Uh, oh, and I good. Think that, well, drummers love that. Course. Well, this is it. You go, one, two, one, two, three, four. Yeah, it's good. Well, it's good. okay. I, I've done some fill in, haven't <laughs> yes, I? But it's not quite been enough. You see, the trouble is, when I've got my headphones on and we're talking about this, I can't think properly because I need a bit of quiet time to think. And, of course, you can't have quiet time on a podcast because that's not interesting to anybody else. No, not really. Where is it? It's hiding now. It's Phil Genesis. What is it? Maybe I took it off because I was embarrassed. You you embarrassed? (laughs) That's a good point. It's unlikely that I'm embarrassed by uh, my own... uh, well, listeners, um, thank you for joining us for this uh, episode of Claptrap. I think we, we're just going to have to park this, aren't we? We are going to have to park yeah. it. Anyway, um, what you've learnt so far is our opinions around Collins Phil. Uh, and Bailey Phil. And Bailey Phil. Um, but what you haven't got is our views on Bertha. which Land was the of show. Confusion. Land of Confusion. Yeah. Is you like the oh, yeah, oh sort of bits in it? No. What do you like about it? Oh, Superman, where are you now? Yeah. Yeah. I I, I like the whole thing. I quite like some of the notes in it, too. Do you like the notes? That's what I like. The way they string together? Yeah, the way he puts them together. Hang on, hang on. Listen to that. Heavy drums, but I would call that a very processed snare. Well, if you want a processed snare, you go Collins. Yeah, I'm. I think. Hang on, legal lawyers on the phone. We've got to kill it. We've got to kill this off. We play too much. Trying. Oh, the world we're fighting for. 
Boom, 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 boom. See, it's good. Boom, 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 boom. I think if everybody looks deep in their heart, they will like Phil Collins. At least one song by Phil and or Genesis. I think everyone should have a little, a little place in their heart for some Collins. Let's just think about Phil Collins for a moment. There you go, just think about. So would you like my plot synopsis for Bertha? Yeah, so Bertha, um, we watched uh, series one, episode two, The Windmill. Yes. And unfortunately, just before we watched it, Tony the cat had some wind of his own. He did. No mill involved. No mill, just wind, just bum gas. It felt like the millth time. Yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah, that was brilliant. Yeah, should I do a better one? Yeah, go on. (laughs) Well, um, a better Tony A better fart. Tony fart gag, yeah, about his militant bum. Oh, dear. Oh, yeah, it certainly did stand to attention, didn't it? Mm. Well, that he been, saluted us with a gag. That would have been military rather than militant, maybe, wouldn't it? Well, same root. Yes. Same Latin root, I assume. I didn't do Latin at school. I did German. It was the options. The choices were Deutsch or Latin. Were they? Mm-hmm. I had to do Latin. Before I chose my GCSEs. Did you? Yes. If I put Chorus Poella. We've discussed this before. We have. If actually, actually, Cathy, um, you are a year older than me, aren't you? Yeah, that means Latin more spoke in my lifetime. No, <laughs> no. But, but if I had, if I was exactly same age as you, I'd have had to do Latin because it was compulsory for starters at my school in 1989. I started at my school in 1990. It became optional. Did you hear that listener's age shaming? She just said that <laughs> I had to learn Latin because I'm so old that Latin was spoken then. I didn't I say heard that. It. You said that. You heard it. It was no. a subtext. Subtext. No, it wasn't. I was just saying that the year before I started secondary school, Latin was compulsory. Oh, I'm going to picture a puella you off in a minute. Oh, that's how I don't know. Felix and girl. That's Felix, that is. is that a cat? Felix? Uh, Felix? I can't really remember. I didn't take much in. I didn't see the point. No, because it's it wasn't. I mean, you have to say older. It wasn't spoken <laughs> a lot when you were around, was it, Kathy? Well, not it was. It was my mother tongue. <laughs> but not a Being lot. Being from ancient Greece, Rome, and all that. Yeah, <laughs> ancient Greece. I spoke Greek when I was ancient Greek. Yeah, you in did. One of my former lives. Mm. Mm, I did. Mm. Uh, Bertha, sorry. So we watched episode two. This is the, the Bertha, window. the actual meat of the episode. Oh, I liked what you did there. Yeah, very clever. That's better than my gag before. Wasn't that it? was much better. Right now, Shiv. Yes, I haven't seen Bertha before. You've never seen it before. I don't, it's, I'm just not familiar with oh this tour, and I don't know how it passed me by because 1985, I was eight. I was uh, seven. <laughs> Just a bit of age shaming. Here we there. go. Here we go. And um, of course, when I first watched Bertha, which I didn't, it was mm. in Latin. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They've translated it to English for a more modern audience. Was Bertha one of uh, originally one of like a, 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 from a book by Homer? That's right. Yeah, yeah. it was. Homer's yeah. the the Iliad was, and the Iliad actually translates as Bertha. Bertha. It does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the Bertha, really. The, the if you Bertha. Want to be strict. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Iliad is uh, Latin for Bertha. <laughs> I thought. Yeah, and Homer is I, actually is no. Latin for either wood. <laughs> Isn't Iliad actually uh, Latin for large computerized machine? It is that spits out windmills. Spits out windmills. That's, that's or, in right. Fact, um, I'll fill this in, Bertha fans. Phil Collins, it whatever in. 
Bertha, Bertha could make anything. They just press some buttons on her side, and she'd make whatever it is they were making that day. Bertha's magic is what we learned. She is a marvel. She is a lovely machine. I, I uh, she has eyes. I just, I do want to, I do want to just hold you up on your synopsis. So I love the fact that you're now the queen of synopsis. I love this. I'm uh, absolutely. I mean, you cannot fault my synopses. But the song. It's Bertha, you are a lovely machine. Let's just think, you know, the mid-80s, the mid-80s. We've, got, we've just had, like, minor strikes. The world is, is scared, perhaps is worried about what does technology mean for our jobs. Look, nothing to be scared of. Bertha's a lovely machine. And if you look around at that factory, it's one of the most ineffective factories. There are people just pissing around, doing nothing. Are like, you, what's, are what's you not... suggesting this was some sort of propaganda, Shiv? I don't think Ivor Wood was in the uh, <laughs> the. Uh... If you want to know who Ivor Wood is, he is the man that designs the puppets. I think. I think he's like the director for both this and Postman Pat. He, no, I and think he's sorts. something to do with the sets or he's the design very of important. it. Anyway, yeah. do you want to do the synopsis? But we like Ivor Wood as a name. It's a great name. Oh, Ivor Wood. Ivor Wood. Oh, she's so pretty, Ivor Wood. <laughs> what a big wood. Ooh. Oh. Uh, Ivor Stiffy. So. We enter a factory. There is a lovely machine called Bertha. Mm -hmm. And there is a robot twiddling around. Tom. And it's their lunch hour. Yes. So far, so very good. We have two people sitting down. One is a woman who Mm -hmm. continually, continually primps her hair. She primps and preens. I quite liked her though. What was her name? I think her name was Flo, wasn't it? No, Flo was the blonde one. Oh, yeah. Don't know, the other one. So, woman one. And then there's a man who I described as being in full bewitched because he had a denim outfit on, which I love, with a jaunty little cap. Uh, And he was talking to woman one. And they were discussing their sandwiches at length, their small talk. I mean, if you go back to one of our very early episodes on small talk, you will remember that I hate small talk and... They weren't very good at it, really. They just talked about their sandwiches for ages. They were pretty bad at small talk, but the sandwiches were were interesting because you had... Um, cheese and cucumber. Cheese and cucumber. Woman, sensible woman with cheese Classic. and cucumber. Man has... Denim crazy bewitched man has uh, peanut butter and cornflakes. Yeah, and... What was great is that they didn't move their mouths when they were talking. They didn't no, like not make... me. They didn't waste the energy on that. But there was sort of movement in terms of frowns and smiles. And I do want to give their names because I'm kind of cross. Um, so you've got Nell. It was Nell. Okay, Nell. Nell the packer. Flo was the stacker. She was the packer, actually, because she packed them later on. And who's the, den- the denim, bedenimed man? The denim. Um... Who's the denim king? It's, he was like a pearly king, Roy. but in denim. Roy. Roy. Roy Willing, actually, apparently. Is He's name. willing to wear a lot of denim, I'll tell you that much. And Tom was the robot, stands for talk-operated machine. I see. So they're talking about their sandwiches and they're talking about... And, and uh, Nell offers to give Mr Willing one of her sandwiches because she, for some reason, has two. No, she doesn't. She says she's going to keep one later. She doesn't offer him one. She says, I'm going to keep one back in. No, he says he doesn't want it. She does offer it to him. Does she? Yeah, and he says he doesn't want it. So then she says she'll keep it back for Flo because Flo's not been back and she'll be hungry. Flo's been out shopping. That's right. Well, yeah. Hmm. So then it's back to work and Bertha is creating today's item from the factory, which is a money box windmill. Mm -hmm. 
Beautiful. Beautiful. So she spits one out and they start thinking, oh, how does this work? I know, stick a coin in. So they stick a coin in. Bertha plays a song. Lovely. What song is it, Cathy? I'm sorry, the windmill plays a song, not Bertha. It's the theme tune to Bertha. But in a slightly more sort of money box, uh, jack in a box. Tinkly tonkly tonkly way. way. A bit like a Fisher Price. Yes, you know, a a, a wound up Fisher Price kind of way. Yeah, it's very nice, very tinkly. And uh, then they do it again, and then they suddenly realise we can't get our money out. Unbelievable. They haven't made a key to put in said money box so that you can remove your money. So instead of just going directly to the designer and saying, sort this out, they go to every single person that works there and say, look at this, put a coin in there. Now, how are you going to get your coin out? See? And this, I must admit, happens quite a few times. There's a Scottish man who is... Guess what? Tight with money and doesn't want to part with a coin. That's Mr. Duncan, I believe. Mr. Duncan. Yeah. There's a Bruce Forsyth look and sound alike. Uh, Ted Turner, who indeed was influenced by Bruce Forsyth. That's very interesting because yeah. I said to Shiv, I said he reminds me of someone. I think it's Bruce Forsyth. And turns out that was intentional according was, to that wiki. It was. It was. And then they go and they tell the boss. Mr. Willmake. Mr. Willmake. Even though he will not make anything because Bertha makes it all. Mm-hmm. And then Mr. Willmake goes, oh, this is terrible. And meanwhile, they've all put a coin in, of course. Mr. Willmake has a secretary called Miss McClackety. And then they go to the designer next door and they say... Well, they ring him, actually. They ring him even though he's next door. And then his female assistant, who's in a bow tie and waistcoat. Tracy. Tracy. We like Tracy. We like Tracy. Uh, Oh, we forgot. There is another member of staff that they haven't spoken to yet. We'll bring him in. We'll bring him in. (laughs) We'll bring him in. And then the designer says, oh, don't be a fool. You don't need a key. As soon as it's full, the machine plays a different tune. The, the, the sails spin around the other way and it spits all your money out. So they're like, oh, brilliant. How does it work? And none of them have a coin. So they go downstairs with windmill. This is a very good synopsis, but you have missed out something key, if I may uh, use the word There's key. There's no need for a key. Our friend Flo has returned late oh, from Flo. her lunch and she looks really upset. She's distressed. Because she's lost her purse with all anything. her money in it. She says she won't have... And then when her friend offers her the sandwich, she says rather bleakly, yes, I'll take this home because there'll be no dinner. There'll be nothing for supper, I think is the telling 80s line. And mm. you can only imagine the clout round the ear she'd get from her drunken husband. Absolutely, while the ten kids cry and quid. split one sandwich between and Split them. one sandwich between them as they top and tail on the mattress on the floor in their mud hut, speaking Latin or whatever it was like in the mid-80s. And, well, there'd be dripping ceilings as everything leaked. There'd be an outside toilet. Mm. Oh, that'd be terrible. So I really felt that. I felt I that. I felt that in that she moment. She looked really sad, didn't she? She did. Flo looked... Happiness was not flowing out of her. No, and Flo had sort of lovely blonde straw-like hair. But she, she did. didn't primp it like Nell. Nell She could was not too stop. distressed to primp. Maybe yeah, she, she primps under normal terms. No, I don't terms. know. I don't think so. Then, anyway, So sorry. then we have... Uh, we need one more coin to get this thing to open. And nobody has a coin. But lo and behold... Don't panic. There's one more person. There's one more person that our marvellous, late, great, beloved... Roy Kinnear will voice. Yes, and Roy Kinnear, a white man. A white man. You now, know where this is going. This is 1985. <clears throat> so this is a product of its time. As we say every week. 
Uh, and Panjit Singh <laughs> is the forklift is driver. the forklift truck driver with a turban. With a turban, Panjit to me potentially a man of Sikh, Sikh descent. Perhaps I think the turban, turban normally d- indicates such. a Sikh person. I didn't, I didn't spy any uh, derogatory behaviour between the people in the factory and Panjit at all. I didn't note that. Nope. But he was given voice by a white man. <laughs> yes, and as we know from the Apu debacle. That's not a good idea. Well, it's not a great look, is it, in 2020? Or sound. It's a, re- it's a really bad look and sound in, in 2020. But as we often say on this podcast, a product of its time. Yes. So then Panjit has a coin. He puts his coin in the windmill. The windmill spits all the money out and Panjit goes, bingo, I've won the jackpot. And they say, oi, no, that's our money. Yeah, and Kathy is very politely uh, not used the accent that was used at the time. Kathy performs on stage quite a lot in improvised comedy yeah. and does many different accents. Not that one. That is not one I will do. Good on you, good on you, good that on you. That is not for me no. to do. No. Anyway, Panjit, uh, that's all he does really. Mm. And uh, then they decide to give the money to Flo because yeah. she's lost her coin purse. And of course, Shift predicted that happening because she predicts it what happens every week. I, I mean, I don't... Mystic Mika. I did watch this. I, I think I must have watched this as a child, but that, you know, the year suggests some time ago, 34 years ago, in it fact. It three years ago. Latin was freely roaming through the land. Just, yes, it was, wasn't it? Um, so, yeah, but I did, I did, you're right, I did predict, I did predict it. Uh, I was like, oh, they're going to give all the money in, the, in that to, to flow, aren't they? Yeah. So all's well that ends well. There is one other little... Um, but you missed because you know I I decided to, to let you go through the synopsis. But um, when we were in uh, Mr. Sprott's, the designer's room with lovely uh, waistcoat and bow tie, bow tie wearing Tracy. God love her, I love it. Um, he had a little uh, organ grinder kind of affair uh, prototype they were playing with. They had a very big nose on the man, and. When you put a coin in that one, it played a different tune, That's Kathy. right. And what tune did it play? And uh, uh, KM spotted this one. She did indeed. Not SM. Not SM. KM. Kathy. Kathy Manson. Kathy. Kathy Manson spotted Postman Pat. A little little call back there. I reckon Iva Wood might have had a hand in that. Iva Wood was like, I can get you the right to that tune. And, Leave it with me, Iva Wood. And uh, you know, as soon as I had that tune. Uh, well, as soon as Cathy pointed out what that was, what was the first two words that fell into my head? Oompum. Simple crown. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, well, you did start oompum-pumming. There's a bit of oompum at the end of, at the end of uh, Bertha, the outro theme. It was is... very yompum-pummy. Yeah, I wonder if it's the same songwriter. Uh, Brian Daly, I think it is. Well, he, either he's known Daly. for his love of yom pom poms. But Guy Fletcher is the singer. What happened to Guy Fletcher's musical career? Well, Guy Fletcher peaked with Bertha, presumably, and he could never do anything after that. He retired on his millions after doing the the, the Bertha theme tune. I I wonder if it's. Uh, I don't know. Whether now I must it's... say, the factory in Bertha was very well staffed. Which I don't believe in the 80s it would have been, Thatcher and all that. No. I... Nobody seemed to be doing any work. I mean, there was one person, there was, Bertha obviously did all the work making the windmills. And then Denim Dandy would to pick up the windmills and move them 20 centimetres for 
Nell to pick them up and box them up and I thought you could sack him for starters. I've realised I'm a capitalist pig because all I could think was there's a lot of unnecessary people around here. Yeah. Though it did seem like a very happy place to work so perhaps I should stop judging. I, do, I, uh, I have a feeling that... Oh my goodness me. Here we are. Guy, She's still looking at Guy Mervyn Fletcher. Mervyn Guy Fletcher, his, OBE. His real name is Mervyn. Yeah. He wrote... He's from St Albans. He he wrote some Cliff Richard songs. Oh, well, plenty of yom pom poming in Cliff Richard and Christaberg. Discovered, managed, and published Christaberg. Oh, now what a career this man what has had! This? In 1985, Fletcher sang vocals on various songs for BBC children's TV series Bertha. Look at that! One. Are you telling me he didn't yom pom pom in Postman Pat? It's disappointing. Uh, he had his own album out in 1979 called Would You Let Your Daughter? Oh. That's probably of its time, isn't it, that one? God. That's probably of its time, Guy, isn't it? Mervyn Guy Fletcher, actually, if I'm to use your full oh, name. Shit. Would You Let Your Daughter? I don't oh, know what that means. God. I don't know. Oh, so many things are coming to mind and none of them are good. Hmm. Should we talk about Panjit? That feels less less troublesome. Well, I will say that it was... Uh, I like the fact that they did have a non-white character. Disappointing that he was voiced by Roy Kinnear. But I suppose they only pay, paid one man to do the voices. I think there was... Uh, there were women. And not there were women. just in... There was a woman in a bow tie and a waistcoat, shall we say. So there was diversity among the women, <laughs> shall we say. Was, we had primping yes. and preening and we had a waistcoat. We, we did. She didn't print and preen, and she was in the design department. Yeah, I, you know, and uh, it looked like young Roy in his very fetching two-tone denim and jaunty hat could have been on like a YTS, couldn't he? he looked like it could have been the youth training scheme. I thought you meant. I thought you said whitey. No, I didn't mean. <laughs> they were all whiteys. No, <laughs> apart from Banjit. He looked like he could have been a whitey. Oh, yes. God. <laughs> Stop it. Um. So. Do you know, as a young kid watching that programme, you might not have thought Britain was totally up the shitter, would you? I would have thought, oh, factories are a lovely place to work. You just yeah. stand around eating sandwiches. Yeah. And a machine does everything. Oh, there was a little robot Tom. called Tom. Yeah, we've mentioned him. We've mentioned Tom. And he, I quite liked him. And he was a robot that really enjoyed music. He loved So music. he was, in fact, the world's most advanced robot. He was, he was well, I guess so. He moved things around. Yeah. That's like what a, his job was. Like a, it's like a C-3PO kind of R2-D2. That's it, that one I meant, isn't it? Uh, the little one. Yeah, R2-D2. Yeah. C-3PO's the English butler gold one. Oh, so, he's so annoying, that one. Oh, you see, oh, justice for C-3PO. Everyone's so horrible about him. I quite like him. I just I just find him annoying. Oh, I'm not going to pile on on social media and ruin his life. No, I, 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 he's just, he is who he is. I like a posh camp English voice. I don't like Star Wars. Oh, now we're just going to get ruined on social media for saying that. I don't like any of them. None of them. I've watched four of them. You've given it a good bash. I've given it more than a good bash. And you didn't want to bash one out afterwards? I didn't afterwards. want to bash one out afterwards, <laughs> no. Didn't. Hey, I don't mind Star Wars. I wouldn't go wild for it. What would you go wild for, apart from Genesis and Land of Confusion? <laughs> I'd go wild in the Isles. Yeah. Uh, oh, 
for Supermarket Sweep. Original. OG. OG OG with Dale Sweep. Winton, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm uh, not, I've not seen the new series. Do you know what? But Dale Winton is now um, much like Roy Kinnear. Actually, a corpse. You haven't said a corpse. Roy Kinnear. I said Dilly, Dilly Departed R.I.P. But I didn't say he's a corpse, which mm. is what he is. Yeah. Mm. As is poor Dale Winton, yes. Uh, uh, what else do I go wild for? You mean televisually or filmically? Filmically. Uh, I go wild for... This is Spinal Tap. Okay. Yeah. It's probably my favourite film. I go wild for, generally speaking, comedies and uh, naturalistic stuff. I don't like any action films. Yeah, me Not, I don't like cartoons either. It's oh. animation, as I believe it's called. Yeah. I believe it is called that, yeah. Mm, thank you. Interesting. It's all right, Chip. Is is he taking notes as to uh, things Cathy likes? No, and I want to buy you a VHS for your birthday. Oh, you're so generous. I'm going to get you a nice um, VHS of one of your favourite films. Oh, well, maybe you could get me uh, The Best of the Chuckle Brothers, because I secretly liked it, didn't I? Yeah. And that feels like it should be on VHS. If it's anywhere, it's going to be on a BBC TV collection, isn't it? (laughs) It will be, yes. Now... Listeners, I know you'll be as delighted as I am to hear that Shiv was in heaven watching Bertha. When she discovered it was on my list, she was over the moon. Uh, as soon as Cathy said, right, the list of possibles for this episode are, mentioned this, I started tappity tap tapping it into the YouTube app on my television. In fact, I think it was the second one I said she'd stopped listening uh, I to me. I don't care whatever you say next, Cathy. Don't care. Um, so, yes, I think you should go first because, yeah, I love Bertha. Right, well, I had... I don't know how it passed me by, but it wasn't that familiar to me. Uh, I found Bertha quite charming. Yes, yes, yes. I did. I preferred it to Postman Pat. I really liked the characters. Uh, I thought they were fun. I thought it was quite silly, which I enjoyed. It was a bit repetitive, but it is a children's programme. I liked the fact that they had a... A tiny whisker of diversity, which for that time is a, a positive thing. It, wasn't, it was unusual. It was no, you look fat and ugly as Will of the Wisp, was it? It certainly wasn't, no. I love the fact they had a lady in a waistcoat and bow tie. Me too. We God know what that means. Uh, and uh, it was a nice little story wrapped up very well. Uh, I liked the uh, look of it. It looked nice. Uh, the song was great. Bloody brilliant. So... I have to say, Bertha's one of my favourites that we've watched. Oh, Kathy, I'm so happy. Um, I, I loved Bertha, but I had nostalgia around Bertha. Um, I, for a short period of time in the early 2000s, when you could programme your own tune for your phone, I got the Bertha tune oh. as my ringtone uh, which was great when I worked in a PR office and I just left my phone on my desk ringing while I went to the bog one day and it just Bertha, the lovely, lovely Bertha, Bertha. <laughs> yeah, she's a lovely machine mm. um, I agree I think Cathy you've summed it up beautifully to me I think Roy Kinnear did a beautiful job of the voices and I'm going to forgive him retrospectively although it uh, would not fly these days all of those voices but it just had a charming feel to it Um I really enjoyed the little... I just felt warm and cuddly. And I think Bertha is beautiful, lovely machine. Just, it had a really nice heart. There was nothing angry or horrible about it. I just, I just, 
just very simply nice. I forgot to say there was actually a moral of the story. The, oh, the moral was shit though. Actually, <laughs> at the end, the moral of the story was always read always the instructions. Always read the instructions on the side of the box because oh. then we would have known that you had to wait for it to be filled Silly up. Silly me, there they are. Although uh, I did notice that there was nothing written on the side. There was no words anywhere. There, again, a bit like the Simple Crown last week, there were some continuity errors. Yeah. But we'll forgive them because I'm sure that animation took, takes ages to oh. put together. Um, I also like the fact, if you watch it back, not that episode, another one maybe because you enjoyed it, um, the way that they walk looks a little bit like they're on tiptoes all the time. Oh, they've also got big hands. It's an Ivor Wood thing. Ivor Wood loves big hands. <laughs> he loves big hands. I wonder if he likes Glove leather gloves. <laughs> Ivor Wood, where's your leather gloved hand? You'll say. This is it. Um, so I loved it. I just, I really enjoyed it. It's a really solid, very solid eight, and a, eight out of ten. I was going to go eight and a half, but I'll go eight out of ten for me. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. I'm going eight as well. Oh, Kathy. I am. It, it's an eight out of ten, isn't it? It's an it? eight out of tenner. It really is. And what? I think it does uh, repay the viewer, the modern day late 30 something viewer a rewatch i think i think do it like you know how i felt on some of the like don't don't waste your time on um some of the other shit Postman we've watched. Pat, no. don't waste your time on chuckle vision even though unfortunately something deep in my soul enjoyed it and i really should examine do that not waste your time on family ness oh no but if i look back at what we you know this would be like episode 15 i think or something for me you gotta watch your bod you yes. gotta watch your Mr. Ben. Mr. Ben. You gotta watch your All bi- the bees. You gotta watch your Bertha. Ben, Bertha, Bod. There you go. It's all about the bees. Um and Maybe we should change our name to the Claptrap. I Bodcast. would also say, you know, do find time for some rainbow, but maybe fast forward to the swimming pool bits. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. I did enjoy Oh, did I? Well, who knows? Rainbow is its own. Its own special yeah, type it's out of there thing. on its own, isn't it? So go go watch Bertha. Enjoy. Yeah. I mean, that's, I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch more. She's going to have a Bertha marathon. Yeah. Um, in fact, I would say expectant mums, if you are about to give Bertha, why not give Bertha a watch? What do you think of that one, Cathy? Is that um, one of my? That's not going to get eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Okay. Ah well. Anyway, what we'll do is we'll post some pics on social to wet your whistle. And if you want to follow us on social media, we're on Instagram at Claptrap Podcast. Uh, if you are on the Book of Faces, go on to your Facebook app or log in via the website at facebook.com and search for Claptrap Podcast. You can go to twip, Twitter, 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 at Claptrap Pod. And you can email us, claptrappod at gmail.com. Uh, if you uh, want to give us a rating, go on Twitter Advisor. <laughs> no, go to your podcast app. Uh, particularly say something like uh, Apple-y. Yeah, Apple, Apple iTunes-y uh, podcast-y things. Mm-hmm. And just give us five big shiny stars. Yes, please. And why not write something like, I think that they are great and I love Phil Collins too. Something like that. Just share some love. Perhaps you could say something like, wow, that Cathy sounds really gorgeous. Yes. Or I think Cathy does better synopses than that, Shiv. Do it. I don't think anyone's going to say that, Shiv. No, okay. My synopses are notoriously mediocre. Well, no, I, do you know, I think it's just that I, rather than a synopsis, just like to retell the whole story. That's true. I'm an editor. Yeah. I edit out the unimportant bits. 
There you go. And Shiv just adds all the big, every bit, she's having all the bits in there. It's almost like Kathy is straight to the bone and I'm just the flabby bits. 